With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I don't have any worries or concerns about Luke, to be honest with you. He's one of the hardest working kids on our team. He spends all his time on football. He's going to be ready. All the reports I'm getting is that he's whipping it around really good and throwing better than anybody's ever seen him throw. So I feel real confident about him. Obviously, with Logan being new and enrolling early, missing those spring practices wasn't ideal for him either. Uh, But we'll get him caught up. You know, we were sad to see Noah Vedro leave. But I, I feel great about those three kids and some of the ones behind them. And that is going to allow us the opportunity to, to focus the repetitions in, in fall camp on the, the three guys. And I think they'll get plenty of reps in fall, and, and we'll get Logan caught up. And we're back here on the Husker Alliance show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, Nate Klaus. Uh, we are internless for now. As as you heard last week, Allie Snow has moved on to a position at Channel 8 News in Lincoln, and Grace Harmon has moved on as well. Uh, Blake Arney, one of our other interns, is back in Kansas City, so we are doing a mailbag, uh, and I'm going to do my best to, to man us um, through the questions, and I pulled a few questions, guys, off the weekly chat as we go through it. Um, and, and our first question is, now that it has been several years, when Frost was hired, did he reach out to any highly ranked former commits did he even try to get Bookie back? And this would be a great question here for Nate. Yes, he did. They And actually, I mean, Frost and the whole staff reached out to a lot of those guys, including Bookie, um, you know, Joshua Moore, and, and a handful of those those um, you know, highly ranked players that, that had committed to Riley uh, but had either decommitted uh, after the season started going down the tube or, or after Riley had been officially fired or whatever. But, um, you know, I'll be honest – in a lot of those cases, they, you know, from from talking with those kids, from talking with uh, their coaches, trainers, whatever, uh, they they moved on pretty quickly. There there weren't too many that they went after really hard, and and that I think they would have said, man, we would have liked to have had him in the class, but it just didn't work out. I think I think with a lot of those guys, they felt like, you know what, yeah, I don't know if he really fits what we're what we're trying to do here, and and so we're we're going to go our separate ways. All right, you're listening here to the Husker Alliance Show, taking your questions in the mailbag. Next question, um, early hints on the top four wide receivers. To me, guys, I think it's pretty – if I had to guess, I feel pretty confident about this. Wondell Robinson, Cade Warner, Omar Manning, Alante Brown. Yeah, it's really – the question for me is just that, that fourth spot. I think it's one of those – incoming freshman probably is going to be uh, the eventual winner of that but uh you know based off the reports you know that, that i know you've shared and that we've heard is about alante brown seems like he's certainly uh probably got a leg up maybe uh, against some of those other guys but you know we'll we'll see how those guys kind of hit the ground running now that they're able to slowly start working their way in with the team but uh, those top three i think are pretty solidified it's just a matter of you know who that next guy uh, the fourth guy out of that group of freshmen yeah i don't i don't really see there being much much uh movement in that top three there but um, I think you could throw Elante Brown in there, and then I, I'm interested to see, you know, if, how how Xavier Betts can do. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I I think he's talented. I know he's talented enough to to see the field early, make an early impact. 
um, you know, even uh, Fleming or, or Will Nixon. I mean, all those newcomers, I think, are going to have going to have a, a really good shot at, at making making a run at that spot. And, um, you know, and, and Chris Hickman, too, yeah. is, is somebody that I think is not being mentioned a whole lot. Um, he's going to play. He's definitely going to play. And, and, you know, if I were going to name a sleeper in that wide receiver room, I, it'd probably be Chris Hickman. I, the, he, I mean, he is a football junkie. The blocking. Yeah, he's the yeah, best blocker the best in that blocker, group. best um, blocker, and he's a very hard worker. I mean, you heard Frost in, in the open there kind of talk about, uh, you know, Luke being, being a, a football junkie and, and never having to worry about how hard he's working or, or how much he's studying. I mean, Hickman is, is wired uh, the, the same way. He's, just, he's very quiet uh, and goes about his business. So I, I wouldn't sleep on him. They either. need to get receivers that can just get out there and knock the crap out of secondary guys to set up those number, those three-on-two type plays yep. where your two guys block the two defenders and then a Wandell Robinson or Alante Brown or whoever – can run in space and, and make reads. I mean, that, that to me was a huge missing element to the offense last year. There's, there's so much of the playbook wasn't even be, being able to be utilized because they couldn't block it. Uh, they couldn't block it on the perimeter in the run game, and those like bubble screens and that stuff never got set up because guys couldn't block. Now they at least have some guys that are a little bit more formidable in that regard. Yeah, if you, if you see a swing pass this year <laughs> – much, much to the dismay of some people on the Red Sea Scrolls, I, I think it may look a little bit different with blocking on the perimeter. All right, next question here in the mailbag. What do you guys truly believe will happen with the quarterback position this season? I mean, I think logically Martinez has the leg up, but what kind of opportunity will McCaffrey get? I mean, we know he's going to be locked in, focused. He's highly respected in the locker room. What will that look like in July and August? And – if you know if he really did make a serious run, would it have to happen after the first few games of the season if Martinez struggled, or could he make a really serious run in camp? That's really the debate, and I, I I tend to lean more on the other side that it would be more Martinez's struggles that would get him into the starting role sometime early in the season. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, barring injury or illness, I think the only path to Luke McCaffrey unseating Taylor Mar- or Adrian Taylor. Martinez <laughs> as the starter this season would be uh, Adrian uh, showing no improvements and regressing back to the problems he dealt with all last season. And uh, if that happens, you would hope there would be a much shorter leash on Adrian that would allow Luke to get some legitimate opportunities, not just to sprinkle in on some you know trick plays or some gadget stuff, but to go out there and run a meaningful drive in a meaningful point in the game and just see what he can do, commanding the offense. And I would hope that happens anyway, even if Adrian's playing well. Uh, you know, maybe sprinkle in McCaffrey as a change of pace guy, to, uh, or if maybe it's not necessarily Adrian, but if the offense is sputtering a bit throw Luke out there just to maybe uh, give a little bit of a jolt to the rest of the offense. And one of the interesting thing is this is a situation where you have a much easier ability to do that because of the players involved, both of Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey are so respected already. I mean, even a guy like Luke with his age by their teammates uh, with the leadership they've shown uh, over the past two years, I think those guys would handle it as well as you could possibly imagine a potential uh, quarterback quote-unquote controversy going so uh, I think that they have the ability to do it and I think Nebraska would be well served to try to get Luke in there as much as they can I think the most ideal way for that to happen is if Nebraska's up big and, and Nebraska, which hasn't happened which a lot not have, I, I mean I, shoot I don't remember the last time Maryland Maryland yeah I mean yeah outside of the Maryland game South I mean, Alabama been, is even a dicey game yeah, I mean it's been a long time since you've had a, a big time blowout where the the twos and threes got a lot of time but yeah 
I agree. I, I don't see Adrian um, losing that spot unless unless something goes majorly wrong. Uh, in fact, I, I'm I'm kind of I think we're going to be poised to see Adrian have a major bounce back year. I, I think he's I think he's going to look like a whole other player. Um, you know, assuming that the offensive line is better and, and that the wide receivers are where they're supposed to be and so on and so forth. I, I think that, I think we're going to see more of what we expected to see um, or what we, what we saw as a freshman, as, as a junior. All right. Quick answer to this one, guys. Would you guys have traded Mark Sanchez for Zach Taylor and Harrison Beck? And my answer to that is no. Um, I, Zach Taylor was the big 10 or big 12 player of the year in 06. He led Nebraska um, I mean, they, they easily could have been a 12-1 and team in 2006. I mean, they, they lost multiple close games. They went 9-3 and in the regular season, lost in the Big 12 title game, lost to a very good Auburn team in the Cotton Bowl. Um, so, no, I, I just don't know if that would have really made a difference um, long term, but it would have been interesting if Mark Sanchez came to Nebraska. Yeah, and again, Mark Sanchez had a lot to work with on those USC teams, and so uh, just because he did well there doesn't mean anybody could have done there. And the fact that Zach Taylor was the perfect fit for a quarterback in Bill Callahan's system, uh, I would not trade him for anything. And plus, I mean, that guy is as, as born natural of a leader as you're going to get. I mean, everybody loves Zach Taylor and having a player with that ability and all those intangibles off the field. Uh, I don't think you replace a guy like that. Yeah. I mean, it makes for an interesting question uh, because, and for those who don't know, um, you know, it basically Bill Callahan let Harrison Beck and Mark Sanchez know that there was one spot in the class and, and whoever accepted it first was, was going to get it. And Sanchez was, was set to visit about a week or two, uh, before uh, Harrison Beck jumped on the offer. So that visit obviously got canceled. So, I mean, it makes for a, for a good question, but I think Zach Taylor was the perfect quarterback at that at that point in time uh, for, for Nebraska. I don't know if I would uh, trade him for Sanchez. All right, final question uh, on a lighter note. Father's Day weekend, and uh, we all have um, two children each, so we'll have a busy weekend. Any, any good Father's Day plans for you guys? For the last three years, I've been doing uh, going to a baseball game of some sort on Father's Day, and I don't believe that is going to happen unless I go to like some like buddy's kids little league game or something. Get on the family list. It starts yeah. up this baseball starts up this week locally. I know, I know. So I don't know if that tradition is going to continue. So we'll have to find something else to do. And on top of that. I'm getting my deck replaced this week, so I don't even have a deck to like grill out and you know do the. Where's that trigger at on the ground? Yeah, well, I got to put it somewhere, probably in the garage. So I'll make it work. Don't you worry about that. It just won't be nearly as convenient as it otherwise would be. I don't have any plans as of right now. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I can get out and and go golfing or something. I I don't know. I'm sure that I'll be grilling. There'll be some some steak involved or, or some meat of some sort and, and some some beverages. But other than that, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, if, if if it's a successful day, if you can maybe sleep till eight in our house and eight o'clock's like noon. Yeah. And then if you get to pick the restaurant, I mean those are those are about those are about your your two requests you can pull off being a, a father with a house full of kids and, and, and everything else. Yeah, well, I have a feeling my three-month-old is not going to care too much about what day it is because uh, he's going to want what he's going to want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, happy Father's Day both to, to you guys and all the fathers out there listening. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful Father's Day weekend. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk recruiting. It's been busy. Nebraska got another commit last week. They might have another one brewing. We'll get Nate Klaus's thoughts on that next. You're listening to your Las Carolina show.